Hello, and welcome to Divisive Issues, the foul-mouthed, spoiler-filled comic book podcast where two comic fans and two non-comic fans talk about controversial and noteworthy comics and comic history. I'm Ryan. I'm Sly. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. What are we doing this week, guys? Something new, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, we've gone from binary to warboard. And now we're to warboard. <laughs> Waterboarded. <laughs> warboard was declared. Speaking of waterboard, let's talk about the Bush here because of comics. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Before we get into what we're doing this week, so we're going to get to like Miss Marvel as she started becoming more as an inspiring, heroic character she is today, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're wow. still talking Carol Danvers. So uh, much reverence here. <laughs> I'm so fucking tired of Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, Marvel Mind, <laughs> Mi- Minister Marvel, Marvel God Boy. <laughs> Marvel Boy. Uh, I think. I think this arc, just like the Marvel named arc, has to be the longest we've ever done. It, it is. That, that's yeah. why. We, that's why I was glad we took a break for Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> but we're almost done. Yes, we're almost done. It's funny because uh, I was doing research for this episode, for these episodes in general, and because Carol is uh, like she's a character everyone knows, but it's funny like um, people they have the most erroneous information on her than any other character I've seen so far. I, I have more accurate information on the Shroud than her. <laughs> uh, which we'll get into uh, in a bit, because uh, like uh, p- people misconstrue when she became Captain Marvel. People uh, people mis misquote w- when she made the transition. And one thing uh, I didn't know until recently, because I never read Kirby Six Iron Man, but Kirby Six Iron Man is really when she started cleaning herself up. And I started reading that uh, during. Oh, the... that's weird that she's cleaned like you meant like she uh, recovered from alcoholism. Yes, uh, Iron Man actually encourages her to. Godalcox Anonymous, uh, she finally breaks down and, and accepts his help. And uh, she joins. It's that in his book she recovers. Well, for what it's worth, uh, Kirby Sakes Iron Man, we did cover one of the issues last episode. Yeah. That's like the Iron Man book, yeah. and he was also writing Avengers. Yeah, so. And did she have her own run at the time or not? No, no. She, she didn't have okay. any run. That's, she, right. she was, she was, she was gone she, she was gone for comics for like a decade. Like, she was not a character for like a decade. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kirby Sake really, probably did the most for her out of uh, really anyone besides maybe who we're going to get into, Brian Reed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you want to get into Cow's Recovery, I recommend reading Kirby Sakes Iron Man and the, his Avengers in conjunction with Shredder because um, it's, 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 it shows of shit of events Civil War 2 is that uh, none of their history together is really brought into mm-hmm. uh, the fact that he's the one that, that like helped her recover from everything and that's n- none of that's fucking relevant in that story whatsoever and that's actually the other thing of the episode we're going to talk into which is me bitching about modern comics and how nothing fucking matters yeah well that's mm. one thing that like so Sly and I usually when we plan episodes either Sly usually Sly is like we should do these books and we're like okay sounds great or sometimes I'll be like I want to do this book this book but I feel like this is the most collaborative because both yeah. Sly and I were like, what the hell do we do for Carol Danvers? Yes. And like both of us, you know, read a bunch of stuff and sampled a bunch of stuff to try to find things that kind of did her arc justice. And it is very difficult. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Really difficult. So one thing that's that I like when you talked about like modern comics and stuff, I do kind of feel like her Captain Marvel is a completely different character than it like is. everything that came before because I reread you know, some of her Civil War II tie-ins and, like, some of her modern Captain Marvel books for this, and there is, like, no hint at the Carol that I, that I had read, because, like, a year or two ago... It's, like, this Carol that we're going to cover. Yeah. I had read, like, this whole era of Marvel, like, a year or two ago, like, all of the, like, this, the Brian Reed book we're going to talk about, like, all of around her time on the Avengers, like, under Brian Michael Bendis, and, like, that stuff, even though it's a new direction for her, still feels grounded in the Warbird stuff, the past, that, like, that kind of characterization, and when she takes over as Captain Marvel, I don't really see any of that there, and some people could argue that that's, like, character growth, it's a new Mm. status quo, she shouldn't just be constantly referencing continuity, that's a fair argument, 
that's not really like what I'm about. <laughs> so yeah. we'll, it's more about you know. like her, yeah, her personality being lost that you don't even see the traces of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll get into a bit more as we get into uh, the actual counter cells. Uh, f- so that's that's just one of the reasons why we're doing primarily Miss Marvel stuff for Carol Danvers and really not talking about her Captain Marvel times. Yeah. So if, you, if you're expecting us to talk about characters of the comics, something like that, neither neither Ryan nor I are big fans of those runs, uh, and it's they really don't echo the character we think is much more interesting. Than the character she is today mm. yeah and that's one of the reasons why i'm personally really excited for the movie because i want to see carol as like as captain marvel yeah i'm uh, that's the main thing i'm curious about the movie for is there's a lot of uh, good material buried deep within all this continuity and stuff <laughs> yeah the, que- the question is what do they take like is it just going to be like the modern uh, captain marvel comics where they water it down so much there's no flavor to whatsoever but at the same time like the MCU, I still haven't seen a Marvel movie I haven't at least liked. Yeah. So, like, I'm sure it'll be engaging and relatable and fun. But it's a question of what it's going to be like another, like, Doctor Strange where people, like, watch it and just kind of forget about it after a few months. So. That's fair. That's fair. You know, you're saying that one of your problems with modern comics is that everything is just, like, bland and flavorless and just, like, you know, it doesn't matter who's who in it. I feel like mm-hmm. that with, like, a lot of movies and stuff, too, where I'm like, there's just, like, wanton destruction. There's characters saying one-liners. Could be anyone, really. Yeah. And then they fight for a while. Then, then, then There's a lot of quippy characters in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, who cares who anyone is, actually, if, if they don't stand out? Like, I, I've, I complained about this before, but, you know, the Doctor Strange movie, aside from a, a few cool visual parts of it, it could have been kind of anyone. He punches people a lot. Mm-hmm. He has some gadgets, which are just magical gadgets. And he does one-liners. Goes through the and... same kind of arc as... Like, yeah. Uh, he's, 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 he's exactly the same arc as Tony Stark. He has to be yeah. humbled. Yeah. 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 But uh, so, uh, the com- first comic we're covering is Miss Marvel Civil War Times. We've already covered Civil War again in our Christmas episode, so watch that. We're not covering it a third time. Watch it. Uh, Make sure you watch it. <laughs> yeah. Listen to it. Oh, the, oh, God, never it's too right. late. <laughs> you have to stare at Sly's face. Yeah. <laughs> it's the standard plot, you know, that like, the only thing you really need to know... I still we're not covering it a third time, yeah. Ryan. Listen to <laughs> but, you know, just it's superhero <laughs> registration. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this starts... And it's Carol's on the pro-registration side, which means that she wants superheroes to, to register with the government. And there's a lot of superheroes that don't. So she's going in with this task force to find superheroes. Carol, he said we're not covering it a third time. Goddamn. <laughs> like, like a shade? Is that his name? Shadow? The, 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 um, the Shroud. The Shroud, shroud. Yes. Shade, Shadow Shroud. Get your lore right. <laughs> The Wraith? Yeah. Uh, Wonder Man's... This is why I explained Wonder Man last episode, because he's uh, Carol's partner in this issue, mm-hmm. essentially. I, I appreciate how they, how they handle uh, Spider-Woman. This is the second Spider-Woman, not the, not the first one we covered in the last episode. The second Spider-Woman was Jessica Carpenter. She's my favorite Spider-Woman out of all of them, because she, she was actually a single mom oh. her entire career. Yeah, that's different, because there's so many of these, like, I'm a young, like, mid-20s, just like, I yeah. work yeah. one career. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and this is this is this this is this is not the modern era, but uh, it brings up history, so it's better in the modern era. But this era, the two thousands era, is very questionable for me because it brings up continuity, but select points and only selectively. And one mm. good example of that is Jessica Carpenter. Uh, we'll get into uh, her see a little bit more later. But the biggest example is the Shroud, because the Shroud has nothing to do with the classic Shroud. First of all, he's fucking blind. You don't know that at all reading this comic. <laughs> I did not know. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's his draw him stare, looking at people's faces. Yeah. They, 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 the writer of the story did not fucking know. They, they write it in, like, he has extra sensory per- perception in, like, the notes, but I, I feel it feels like an editor's note, and the writer fucked it up. Mm. So, he, first of all, he's fucking uh, blind. Second of all, his gimmick, the one I know the best, because he, he went to multiple iterations, but the one... Uh, I like the best uh, during the 80s is that he's actually a good guy pretending to be a bad guy. 
he leads his own group of supervillains as a way to give increasing information to, to, to heroes. So he's like an undercover cop? Yeah, basically. and But also puts him in like a bad position because he has to like let the bad guys win every now and then. And like the heroes don't trust him because of that. Mm. Like They're like, what the fuck? Why didn't you, why'd you let his, his team, the Night Shift, beat our asses that time? And, <laughs> night Shift? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like that, that, that history is not brought up at all in the story. Uh, they mentioned briefly, like uh, he jury rigs a car at one point and he's like, oh, it's good thing I was, I was a criminal at one point. But that's not brought into the whole superhero registration question whatsoever. Or the fact that Tony recruited villains as part of his registration yeah. act. Like, n- none of that's brought up. It's just, he's just, he could be any fucking hero in this role uh, as yeah. the Shroud. Yeah, yeah. So she captures the Shroud and then... But she captures the Prowler, which is just a random su- a Spider-Man supporting character who has gadgets. Yeah. But... Oh, the Shroud's the guy that comes later. God yeah. yeah. The, pra- the Prowler wears purple. Wears purple. And he's just he's uh he all you have to know is he has he's a, he's, a, he's a kid who has gadgets and he actually... uh if okay. you're not a fucking scrub like Sly and you've actually gotten to see Spider Verse you would know who the Prowler is oh okay. he's in the Spider Verse okay <laughs> yeah he's like yeah. maybe like one of the most major characters <laughs> that's interesting uh, I've never expected that in a fucking modern I forgot because the Shroud shows up later because he's dating uh Spider Woman yeah. yeah and yes. when I saw him I'm like is this Cloak from like Cloak and Dagger <laughs> like, he, he visually he looks very look much like, like Cloak and Dagger yeah uh-huh. he's just a guy in a cloak that covers his I face. I forgot about Cloak yeah. and Dagger. Oh, uh, superheroes. God, there's so many. <laughs> so, yeah, so you get to see a little bit of the politics of the superhero registration here because they she catches Prowler, just he's, like, out being a vigilante, and while he's being interrogated, basically they're like, you have to rat on other heroes, otherwise we're going to go after your wife. Like, maybe she's in a costume. You don't know. And he's like, she has nothing to do with this. And like, well, you have a mask, so who knows? Well, it's also, like, he has no powers. He just has gadgets, so it's maybe she was pretending to be the Prowler, you know? Yeah, like yeah. it's it's very much coercion. Like it's painted as coercion. Like they're basically like, we'll, we'll basically paint your wife as a criminal because there's no way we can't prove she's not. Like, yeah. She, she, yeah, she has access to gadgets too. And they're so. trying to find out who has been giving him information to avoid the Avengers. And, and it's, not, it's not Tony or Carol doing the interrogation. It's a shady Shield agent. Yeah, yeah. And he's he points out that it's it's Spider Woman that's doing it. Spider Woman works for the pro registration side. Like she was at a meeting with Carol. And while there that interrogation's going on, we see a scene of Carol and Tony where. Basically, Tony's like, we're doing the right thing. And Carol's like, I know. But she flashes back to the night before when she was visited by Captain America. And he's they have like an argument about like, you know, is it just to follow an unjust law? Kind of. Mm-hmm. And just to quickly get to my, my continuity bullshit. Um, Spider-Woman actually entered comic books as basically a member of the Suicide Squad. The like Marvel version. Marvel version. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, it's actually the Brother of Evil Mutants. Uh, not long after the comic we read uh, last episode. They basically saw the writing on the wall with the anti-regimen stuff, and they actually signed up to join the, with the government in order to get protection uh, and forgiveness for their crimes. And unlike the Suicide Squad in the movies, the Brotherhood of Mutants have defeated the X-Men, they have defeated the Avengers, so they're actually able of being the fucking god-level fighters that the, the Suicide Squad were painted in the movies. Like, <laughs> yeah. They defeated the Avengers and the X-Men at points. So the, uh, the government accepted them, and Spider-Woman was, was put onto this, this team. And she joined the Avengers because she actually betrayed the government and uh, the Brotherhood of Mutants. Uh, they were called Freedom Force at the time. Did they, they took out the evil out of Brotherhood of Evil Mutants? It's usually the Freedom Force, not related to the video game Freedom Force. But, um... <laughs> oh, God damn. <laughs> uh, so Spider-Woman Sp- actually betrayed the government to help the Avengers as they were considered lawless at the time. So they don't bring that up at all. Like, that history will be, be relevant. The fact that Jessica Carpenter personally saw the government be corrupt with the mm-hmm. administration. Yeah, so she might not be the most trustworthy. 
Yeah, but like that's not Brendan Roller. Like it could be any hero. Uh... Well, for what it's worth, I do think that would in no. I didn't. I forgot about that. I forgot about all that. But I do think that. I think kind of relevant. For, yeah, like... <laughs> but I I do think it informs her here because she is. So in this first issue, we learn that she is part of the pro registration team, but really she's doing that to pass along information to other heroes. Yeah, like the Shroud, her boyfriend. And the Prowler, and, you know, the Prowler gives her up to the to S.H.I.E.L.D. saying, like, oh, yeah, she's the one who did it. And we see S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Avengers go after them, and she helps the Shroud escape when he yeah. tries to surrender. Yeah. Uh, this is the arrow you could ar- argue and say, this informs that. My only problem is, Kara uh, keeps saying, it's the law. Fuck you, Jessica, it's the law. And it's never brought up. Literally, the law was used against us, like, all the time in the past. Yeah. Fuck you, Carol. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. And the only other thing that happens in the first issue is Carol and Wonder Man are just trying to find this teen hero that, like, just looks like this, like, spider monster when she's in, like, her costume. Yeah, Ara- Arachna. Uh, I never uh, saw... I never saw... I saw. She's basically Spider-Woman, but... Uh, a Spider-Man, but a Hispanic girl, basically. Like, she's mm-hmm. young. Yeah, I've never read anything else of this yeah, character. I, I read stuff of her. It's funny, because I never knew this was her first costume. She looks like a fucking like alien yeah. monster creature. She, later on, she looks more like uh, Spider-Man in the first uh, Spider-Man Homecoming movie. Her first uh, costume, okay. yeah. But uh, here, she looks like a fucking, like, she has like an exoskeleton on. She has, like, claws on her face covering, yeah. like, her yeah. mouth. And they run into her because Carol and Wonder Man go to get fast food, and people try to rob it, and they're, like, making a joke, like, you know, you're really gonna rob, like, we're Avengers. And then, meanwhile, while they're beating up the guys, this uh, Arachne, this young teen hero, breaks out. And she's like, who wants a piece of me? Oh, shit. <laughs> so she comes in as they were defeated enemies, and then they, they go to her house, and they confront her dad, and they arrest her dad, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the dad's like, the dad doesn't know what's going on. And they well, have they to... bring them both into custody. It's yeah. not like they bring them to the police. They bring them to Avengers Town. Yeah, but he's like, they, they don't tell him what's going on for a while, and then finally they do, they yeah. say, your, your daughter is a fucking superhero. And it, it's important to bring up, too, that there's, the, with the Superhero Registration Act, that it actually doesn't have, like, an age limit limit on it it's like even though she's underage she's 16 she still has to register with them yeah Mm -hmm. there's also the scene i don't know if we mentioned that when spider woman goes to warn the shroud uh hey they're coming for you soon the shield shows up to arrest him and he's like, just pretend you were arresting me. And yeah, the Shroud tries to uh, save her, protect, give her protection. Pr- and she go, she starts shooting energy at them or whatever she does, because everyone she's energy. <laughs> she, 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 she has psychic webs. It just looks like energy, but I think it's actually cool Psychic web. That's a cool power. <laughs> fuck you, psychic web. What does it mean? It's, it's fucking, just like, remember it's webbing, but it's uh, telepathic. I think it's a cool, more unique way to take, take on fucking webbing. The, can it like get in your head then? I, it's been also read. Is it like uh, telekinetic webbing? Like you just you I control like, it? She, she does have full psychic powers eventually. I'm not sure at this era though. Uh, let me do research on this real quick. <laughs> oh, psychic <laughs> webbing. I think it's cool. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I mean, it's a cool name. It's just like when you see it used in action, it, she shoots it at shield agents and they go down. He, he, uh, that, that's my problem in general in this comic too. When Trout uses his, he can, he can summon energy from a, a, literally a shadow dimension, but here he just uses like shadow energy. Like everyone's powers look fucking generic in this comic, kind of. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Well, isn't summoning energy from a shadow dimension kind of just energy? So basically, she creates webbing. It it it, it, it basically it, it's uh, webbing. Created from her mind, but becomes solid w- w- through concentration. So webbing. So. <laughs> I, fuck you! I think it's cool. <laughs> she can control the movement of her mind. I think that's cool. That's pretty. Okay, cool. that's better. That's a little bit better. So, so okay, so Daryl, what happens to Arachne or whatever? Well, Arachne. She, I think her name is not Arachne, right? Isn't that 
think isn't that Spider Woman's? Oh, name? it's uh, Aranya. Uh, Ar- Ar- yeah, I think Aranya or something. Because I think Aranya, Aranya is Spider is Spider Woman's point. Because oh, uh, so it's a sorry, it's Aranya. There's a lot. Of... Yeah, so Anya's a mm. girl, and Julia, okay, yeah, that's Julia, easier. <laughs> Julia is because uh, they kept fucking switching names around this time. Because the original Spider Woman came back at one point. So, so Julia Ju- Carpenter is not the original Spider Woman. <laughs> Jessica Drew, right? Oh, yeah. We saw her last time. She was flying and saved uh, Carol. Oh, there's so many mm-hmm. spider so, Yeah, silly me. I don't remember which spider. But we're jumping through a lot. It's hard because we're jumping through a lot of different eras. Uh, I, I do find this history cool, but when you're going through a bunch of stuff at once, it's confusing. Yeah. But it's cool. I, I, there's a cool story where she meets uh, Julia, but Julia was on Freedom Force at the time, and so she view, <laughs> she viewed she view fucking Julia as like an abomination, like a, a perversion of her name. Like imagine <laughs> like the fucking Butterview Moons became, took her fucking super identity and used it for her own ends. Uh, I, I, I find that history kind of cool, but when you're going through all at once, yeah, uh, it's yeah. Very, very confusing. Um, so Aranya is practicing in like a, a training room, and then she shows up for her dad. And she's like, "Oh, I'm a superhero." And then they have to talk about whether or not it's okay to for her to be a superhero because it's like she's making up her own mind about this because he thinks that she's too young to be a superhero and registered with them. And she's just like the you know the strong girl, like I I, I want to do this, Papa. I want to fight, help people. If, if I wasn't there to help those people in that uh, that restaurant, people could have gotten hurt. And I don't want that to happen. I have to wait to stop it. I need to become a hero. And one thing yeah. that I like about this argument that's a little different than usual is she says like I can promise I'm never going to use my powers. Maybe I like don't be a superhero. But mm-hmm. like I was there just at work, like not doing superheroics, and people came in with guns. Oh yeah, she mm-hmm. worked at the fast food place. Yeah, yeah. She, she was. That's why she was there. She was yeah, she says stupid stuff happens. Idiots pull out guns. I can't stand there and watch bad things go down just because I promise not to do the things I know how to do. Yeah, so it's not so much like she wants to go be a superhero. It's that she just you know with great power comes great responsibility. All that you know. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and so while this is going on, uh, Spider Woman and the Shroud they have to steal some clothes from this guy and steal his car. <laughs> In order to get away so they're on yeah they're on the run she wants to go to colorado and pick up her daughter and then flee to canada and the shroud's like no we shouldn't but she's like uh no i gotta go see my fucking daughter like i can't run away without rachel so the shroud's like okay let's do it because yeah. uh, the, the shroud knows like they're gonna be fucking watching the daughter at this point yeah and he also like brings up where it's like originally spider woman wanted to stay here she wasn't gonna take the daughter and go to canada because she wanted to help people out yeah so it's like this is kind of like you put yourself in this position and now you have to get yourself out yeah so uh they have a fight uh, uh there's a car chase basically miss marvel uh and uh wonder man jump on their car as they're driving away it's it's like this this is why one thing about this comic it's pretty relevant what their powers are like the shroud like his power he could like cover an entire area of darkness if he wanted to to like, cover their escape or something but he doesn't or, the only time he uses powers in any of these comics is to zap wonder man in the face once like yeah, uh, and like th- this is like well, when like when I talk about milk toasting of comic books, where everyone just becomes like any every, you can swap out any character like uh, like they're fucking mm-hmm. you're playing with action figures and everyone everyone can be any in any role. Yeah, everyone flies. Everyone has super strength. Everyone's yeah. really fast. There's no unique uses of powers here whatsoever. They just fight. I think that's also a big flaw of the modern Marvel event structure. Yes, where like because you're like okay, it's Civil War. Every corner of the Marvel universe is touched. So it's like, what is this obscure character that you know maybe showed up recently? What is he up to? 
And I think writers are kind of expected by editorial to push in like as many characters as they can. Yes. So you get a lot of those cookie cutter things. For yes. Sure. And, and in, this, in this chase scene, Shrag is captured, but Julia gets away. Oh, Spider-Man gets away. This is actually, I really like this chase scene. Not like that makes sense about like how their powers are interchangeable and it is really boring. What I like in it is since this is like a Miss Marvel book, she go, she flies in over and she tries to get Julia out first. And Julia, since she's on like the driver's side and Julia's driving, she rams her into like the concrete, like the block on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. And then as she keeps driving, like Miss Marvel gets pissed off, and she's the narration says, "Okay, we're gonna play dirty. Let's play dirty." And it's just like a two-page spread, but like split up into several different panels. A Miss Marvel flying in and punching out one of the tires so that the car flips over onto the other side of the road, but she catches it before it manages to like yeah. get hit by yeah. a truck. That is a nice touch. It just shows it shows like Carol's like it's kind of sick of taking the shit. And, and that's why yeah. I like it's so different from like other people because Superman would be like, well, I got to be careful. Like, well, he yes. also would yeah. be like, I'd be able to stop this instantly, and I wouldn't get like hurt. Yeah. Whereas she she gets pissed off and she just takes out one of the tires and flips the car, and then realizes like, oh no, I have to catch the car before it like lands on the other side. Yeah, of the she's highway. brash, she's aggressive, and she's pissed off. Like that's Carol Danvers to me. Yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. a really cool part. And then Julia flips out of the car before they can get her and she she gets away yeah and i, I do want to emphasize i keep pointing out stuff that bothers me um this is the era where it's a lot of good stuff and some stuff that bothers me about continuity yeah. and stuff like that because this is when continuity still mattered but it was selective when it did and i, I think brian reed does have a grasp on carol's character in the story yeah definitely and one thing i do also want to just point out just ongoing for the rest of the story uh anya the the young girl is going to be basically like shadowing yeah shadowing carol this whole way so every time there's a carol scene she's like watching and like question you know like she's like in training just like strapped to her seat tied up yeah yeah she's she's learning how to be a hero from carol yeah and so the next issue begins and they're basically they're interrogating the shroud about where is your girlfriend going it's mostly explained like because she was out of action for a long time so explain how the shroud helped her get her powers back yeah um, or it's like she was paralyzed and then he helped to heal her yeah and uh and the shroud moralizes her saying how could you go against superheroes like do you feel good about yourself and then she gives her a blind saying she broke the law fuck you. yeah he says how can you do this to a friend how can you hunt down her like an animal she's an avenger then she's like so is captain america i loved him like a father but when you cross the line and then he's really shocked that she's this far gone. And he's like, so yeah. what, you just obey the government out? When your keepers say, hunt them down, you say, yes, sir, yes, sir, even when it's a single mom? Yeah, yeah it, uh, and, and, and it does feel kind of... Um, that's, that's why Civil War II, theoretic, uh, theoretically, isn't isn't bad to have Carol be on the more authoritarian yeah. side. Yeah. But uh, it's just that, like, like, a lot of things in Civil War II, it's just, it's just flavorless. Like, there's not enough to mm. really give enough color to Carol's character in that story to make it feel earned. And I like how in this scene, Anya's in this interrogation room watching this happen, and she's thinking to herself, but Carol, she's a hero. She'd never do anything wrong, which is such a good way to think about, like, the the growing pains of being, like, an adolescent and realizing that where it's, like, all these people are just, have like, powered people with opinions. It's not that they're always right. Yeah, they're not like gods. They're just uh, yep. uh, people, regular people who have uh, superpowers. Yeah, and when Carol gets pissed off, and she's like, you think I'm just some government lapdog, but, you know... Julia broke the law, she helped other people do the same, and she slammed me into a guardrail at 100 miles per hour. She's not this perfect angel just trying to escape. Yeah, yeah and she says, like, I'm doing, I'm doing, it's my duty to do this, but it's my pleasure to take her down. Like, I want to do this now, fuck her. Yeah, yeah which echoes back to, like, how when she was interrogated, like, for the intervention for alcoholism in the Avengers thing, where her response to that was, uh, I did all these cool things and you guys want to blame me for this? Yeah. And so they go to, they find out where uh, Julia is. And she's, at, she's at her, she's at uh, the kid, her kid's at her 
parents' house. So go to our parents' house. The parents try to hold, uh, like, hold, like, let's, you know, slow down the, the cops. But Julie's in the back trying to uh, uh, pack her bags and escape. Yep. And then she's like, all right, I've, I've, we're going to get out of this. And she takes her own daughter and she walks out the door. And they're basically like walking hand in hand. She's going over to the car and she's just saying, I'm taking my daughter and we're leaving the country. Just let us go. There's no reason for anyone to follow us. And then Carol's like, you put people in the hospital. I have to, like, you broke the law. We have to take you in. Yeah. And uh, one, one touch I like, like in the regular, in like a more cliche comic, because uh, Ms. Marvel's like, you brought your dad out here? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And she's like, I wanted to see the fucking real world. I want to see what, what, uh, something's, some, I want her to see what difference between right and wrong. Yeah. Something you have to fight for. And, I, and, and what she does first, the yeah. touch that I really like, but when she gives the speech is she walks the daughter to the car. Puts the daughter in the car while she's monologuing, closes the door, and says, okay, you stay here where it's safe. I'm going to go show you that something's worth fighting for. And she starts fighting Carol and, and Simon. I like that because, I like this touch because it shows like neither of them are like handling this, this child situation very, very delicately. <laughs> yeah. yeah, where she's like, I'm going to make my daughter learn a lesson about how her mom kicks ass or gets arrested. But, but I like that because, like, in this situation, like, in real life, people wouldn't be like, I'm going to have the perfect, like, I'm going to put them in, the, like, yeah. government institution or whatever. They're going to yeah. fucking get petty over shit. And, yeah, yeah, th- that's a very good point. As they're fighting, like, it, it's just like a standard fight. I do like how Carol, when Julia is on the roof throwing webbing at shield agents, Carol lands with her foot first into Julia's head and knocks her through her own house roof. Yeah. Yeah, Miss Marvel beats the shadow of Julia. Everybody, pretty She's much. very strong. <laughs> She's very yeah. strong. Yeah. And, uh, the daughter sees her mom just f- fucking wrecked, and then uh, they separate the two of them as the daughter's trying to hold Shield on to agents mom. pull them both apart from each other. Yeah. And as it's going on, like, Aranya is thinking to herself, like, Carol, is this what good guys do? They take kids away from their moms? Mm, this is very prescient. Yeah, <laughs> very, very topical. This is why I picked this story, guys. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, Aranya, like, later on, she says, like, Ms. Marvel does, like, the explanation, like, this is the law, it's this and this, and she says, um, I, don't have, I lost my mommy as a little girl. I don't want to take little girls away from their mommies. Like, I don't mm. want to do this. And Carol basically, like, thinks to herself, I'll admit it, I don't know if what I did today was right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And ends on a cliffhanger. With all of a <laughs> a completely she... unrelated, because actually, like, that whole arc kind of, like, this gets closed out right here as it is, and then it goes to a very bizarre cliffhanger of someone's in Carol's house, so she goes to look for who it is, and it's Rogue. Yeah. yeah, so we do get, like, a montage of, like, her and her and Wonder Man, they're asking, how's Anya taking it? And, you know, she's awfully quiet, and Carol mm-hmm. says, she shook up, but I think she'll make it. Simon says, you know, same as the rest of us, huh? And she goes, yeah, same as the rest of us. And we also see, like, uh, Julia's daughter crying alone somewhere, you know? And we see uh, Julia in jail also crying, you know? And, like, we see, like, that... Because the reason why I want to do this is because, like, Phil, you talked about when we talked about Civil War, like, how people have to do bad things if you're going to enforce a law like this, Mm -hmm. you know? And, like, I really like that they actually show that even though Carol's doing it and she's following the orders and she's, you know, still siding with pro-registration, it's not just, like, this is the right thing. Look at how unwavering we are. You know, we see the real-life ramifications about, you know, like, child separation. You know, like, that's something that you can't enact policies like this without dealing with. Yeah, and I do appreciate, like, the first part of this story. I did enjoy just for that. The same reason I like the first Civil War. I'm like, it it is a real thing that would be hard to deal with. Like, because you could say, like, it's terrible that they did this, but, like, 
can you have just unregistered like could like what if Spider Woman just you know webbed? I you know? I actually thought this story was more effective than Civil War as a whole because it's a down to earth like you're seeing it with like yeah. two people rather than these like two heads of armies amassing all these people instead you see yeah. it's like what is the effect of this on like on a street level yeah and that's yeah. that's usually why like the only thing I usually like about like events is usually the tie-ins because the tie-ins are where you get into the nitty gritty of like what yeah. each character is dealing with and in relation to the event yeah yeah. And then Rogue, yeah, cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, hey, uh, uh, Carol, darling, we got a problem in you, and we're going to solve it. I'm like, oh, fuck, who cares? So uh, one fun note, um, this, this, is, this is the era where, like like, to care, like I said, they care about continuity, but they still fuck, do fuck-ups. Like in the, in, the, in the previous issue, uh, Rogue is wearing her 90s costume. Uh, here, she's wearing a green and white version. She was wearing a 2000s. Mm-hmm. You also is, get like a change in artists. Yeah, but that, this happens a lot because they have they have like different artists working on, on the same book at the same time, and they don't uh, collaborate sometimes and like and or keep clear yeah. uh, stuff like that. So do they have the same writer. So it's yeah. it's still Brian Reed. It, we go. I felt from, like this got so much more like just vapid and it's and, very comic booky. And yeah. the penciler for the first half was Roberto Della Torre. Now it's Mike Ringo. It might be you may think it got so much more corny and stuff because this is the pencil that worked on wade's fantastic four run i'm pretty oh, yeah, sure it is. i mean yeah it's marco ringo he's like at this point he's like a like a legend of this era mm-hmm. but you know it he does still have that like cartoony style yeah when like i think of 2000s about. like the guy who did the last issue he was different from the first two issues guy um he was very 90s style yeah yeah whereas this is like i think of this as distinctly 2000s yeah, this, very much so. And uh, Phil says like this is corny. This is corny in the first place. I didn't say it was cornier. It's it's more just empty. I felt like I I, uh, oh, I would disagree. Yeah. I I feel character wise, uh, Ryan recommended both these stories to me, and I feel last part of it touched on something like no other story would really want to do. Uh, yeah, like like I think it's it's a bold like this shows like the difference between ca- the bold character choices they made of Carol in the past versus they will do now. Mm-hmm. So Rogue and Carol are like just arguing a little, and she's like, "How'd you get in here?" She's like, "I have keys. I still have your memories, you know." And yeah. they, <laughs> they find, and we we get the idea that like Carol has like forgiven Rogue to an extent, but not yeah. necessarily like, "Oh, we're best buds now." But they, they, they make it seem like uh, they, they, like oh, we were past our issues, like yeah, uh, because yeah. it's like their first reaction, like Carol's first reaction to her isn't to fight her. It's like, hey, like let's actually talk about this when Rogue is getting. Yeah, yeah. And, and also just because I would satisfy my continuity loving, uh, Rogue has fire powers at this point. Uh, yeah, I was like, is she binary too? Like, no, what's this, happening? This, so this is, this is actually a really cool bit of backstory. What happened was she actually has Sunfire's powers at this point. Oh. What happens is Sunfire guy's legs cut off. How? And he's like, and he's like, I, I can't go on like this. Kill me, Rogue. Take my powers. And she actually did that. Oh, wow. poor guy. And I think I thought that's I thought that was a cool like uh, twist. On, and so now she has Sunfire's power. She can fly mm-hmm. and shoot fire basically. That's cool. That's yeah. rough. <laughs> it's just, it's when you're sitting here reading this comment, it's just that she has fire powers and she's like, don't mind, I have fire powers. Yeah, that's, that's, this is how you usually you should handle like stuff like that. She just says, it's a long story, let's not go into it right now, but I think it's a cool bit of history I want to mention because yeah. especially since we covered some fire before. Yeah, uh-huh. and also, you know, if you're going to talk about the continuity that the writer ignores, it's always good to say like, it's, you know, some of it's there. Yeah. So Rogue points out to Carol that there is another Carol Danvers asleep in her bed. And they have a, like, comical moment where they wake up and they're like, who are you? Who are you? This is a weird setup, though, because Rogue apparently beat this uh, Carol and she put her in her bed just sleeping in her, her night, night, night on these. Like, it's a weird setup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is. She undressed her and was like, go to sleep. <laughs> it's weird because she beats her and then later on that doesn't seem clear that she's capable of beating her later on at all. But So Rogue beat her single-handedly and 
undressed. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is a weird kind of thing where it's like because you think it's that not she's kind of, mo- it's like it, it, it's like literally plot holes because like later on, like here she's like, what am I doing here? But she knows what she's unless that's just her yeah. tricking. Pe- uh, no, it, yeah, it, it's it a plot hole. It doesn't, it doesn't, plot it doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. So it's, both- just, it's just it's a setup. It's supposed to be like a confused like what's going on setup, but she, this yeah. Carol knows what's going on. Yeah, the yeah. one in the bed knows exactly what she knows exactly what she's doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to know what she knows what she's doing. So this this Carol uh, uh, switches into Warbird. Uh, yeah, her old like more military costume. I thought it was yeah. Warboard. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn. So they all three of them just start fighting a bunch. Where the main crux is war, the Warbird. Carol is fighting Rogue. And there is a recurring joke in this run that I just want to mention where Carol's apartment keeps getting destroyed by supervillains and her insurance keeps going up, and she mentions that here. <laughs> and there's one, one funny note, uh, like, odd note, I don't know, uh, where she, like, they break into they break through a restaurant, and the guy's like, my insurance is going up, then she, he sees Carol, and then these species start flirting, saying, oh, well, it was a matter of you, you're, you're the one breaking my apartment, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so they fight a bunch, and then they eventually, Rogue and Carol together, knock out Warbird. And they bring her to the to Xavier School for Beast to run some tests to find out what the deal is. And they're like, "Is it a clone? Is it you know so on and so forth?" Oh my god! She's... And then they they bring up how like I, this is such a minor thing, but that who says it? There's someone that said like he's not in the Avengers anymore. I think it's like yeah, he's, 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 he's on the X Men. He's on X Men point. Yeah, he's on the X Men team. And the next story we're reading, Beast is back in the Avengers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so because I guess it's confusing. Like, I, I like that history. I like because uh, we're gonna get to AVX where Avengers X Men and mm. Carol and Beast have to decide their loyalties, and they both end up choosing the Avengers over the X Men. And I find that history interesting. But we're going when we're going through one after another, it is confusing to see yeah. Beast back and forth. It's just it's a lot of like weird status quo, like where it's like let's return to this era, then to this era, then to this era. It's like Beast is an X Man. Beast is an Avenger. That stuff, like... that stuff, that stuff gets me off. Uh, but, uh... <laughs> I'm on Slide side here. Like, I, really oh, like man. I mean, that's the problem when you do stories that are six years apart, you know, like, because yeah. do you really want, like, the same status quo forever? That'd be really boring, But, but you know? for yeah. me, the thing is, it's like, it's the same, you're going back to another status quo. You're, like, but bouncing no, it's, it's between not, though, two. Because uh, originally, when you quit the X-Men the first time, it was just to set out as a year on his own. When you quit the X-Men the second time, it's specifically to say, fuck you, X-Men, I don't like what you're doing. Like, fuck you, seriously. Like, uh, the context is completely different both times. Like, it is, when Carol and Beast go against the X-Men, it is deliberately because they don't like the X-Men at all anymore. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There are character choices that make sense in the c- context of the history that they're, yeah. you know, yeah. referencing. So Beast tests this unconscious Carol, and he's like, hey, she's you, definitely, but uh, her quantum <laughs> vibrational frequency yeah, is kind of bullshit. Uh, I, I can tell she's from another dimension. Yeah. Uh, her dimension, she explains how, uh, this is Carol explains how, uh, basically, uh, the continuity explained on that episode where she became more, she, you know, she lost her parents, became more bird, became a drunk. Something up to that point is the same, but she never recovered. She just, became, she stayed a drunk. And uh, there was a story arc in the beginning of, of Brian Reed's Miss Marvel run where Carol single handling Sea of Universe, and Miss Marvel wasn't there for that. And this Miss Marvel wasn't there for that because she was a drunk still. Yeah, the Warbird one didn't recover, so she didn't go bail out the Avengers. And then in her world, basically her entire planet was destroyed. Yeah, it, uh, so now her plan no longer exists, and she's stuck on our world. And since she can absorb energy, eh, yeah, th- that's what kept her, like, bouncing around, because she yeah. absorbed crazy energy. Yeah, apparently that alien thing landed, and then it, like, blew up the world, and she absorbed all of that energy of the world being blown up, and it, yeah. it, it bounced her through dimensions. Yeah. 
And one thing that I really like about this is as she's expositing, like, I've seen, like, this kind of story, like, I'm you from a grittier universe, you know, blah, blah, blah. But Mm -hmm. the Warbird, Carol, is, I'll just call her Warbird. Warbird is, like, so I know we have some shared continuity, so if that rogue, if your rogue hurt you half as much as mine did, how dare you stand next to her as, like, a friend? Like, how how could you possibly do that? And then... The R. Carol, normally, like, in a lot of these kind of stories, it would show, like, sympathy, but she's like, no, fuck you, you sickened me. I was in a bad rut, and I got over myself. Like, I picked myself up, I went back and helped my friends. You just sat there and got drunk, you're an asshole. You know, like, you're me if I never developed as a character. Yeah, yeah, I, I, like, I like that for two of those. One, it shows Carol being abrasive, she's not gonna be like, polite, like, you should be better. She's like, fuck you, I, you just, you disgust. She really says, you sickened me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, two, it shows, it's like Carol talking to herself in the past. And I yeah. think that's, that's a nice touch. Yeah. And not only that, but then she, they both start fighting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they start fighting, and their powers kind of like cause a feedback loop. And yeah, they reveal later on that basically the, when the streams touch their powers, it yeah. co- it, it, they basically like almost get like Carol gets like a heart attack and passes out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Carol passes out. Then Beast revives her, you know, with CPR. And then they fight a bunch more. I'm I'm okay. I just need CPR real quick. I'll, I'll be fine. Let me keep fighting. She's just she's a superhero, you know. She's, she's Carol Danvers. Yeah. She's not gonna lay down after a heart attack. Her heart stops. She's mostly just a cliffhanger. Like, oh my gosh, she's dead. And yeah, the next yeah. next issue. Yeah, she's... it was such a silly cliffhanger because it gets yeah. resolved in like one page. Where I yeah. was like, are they gonna have to like switch brains into Carol bodies or something? <laughs> And instead, it's just like no, she just needed CPR. <laughs> no, it's just you know, like it's like reading goosebumps. Because it's like, like why else have two Carols and then you're like one died. Our universe Carol died. What do we do now? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. really it's always interesting. That's, I always, that's why I love doing Jimmy Olsen episodes. It's always interesting seeing like what what uh, Daryl assumes the comics will be next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like Warbird's like uh, energy blade hands. Like it reminds me of like oh, a yeah. Starcraft like. <laughs> so then yeah. they fight a bunch, and Rogue gets involved. Carol tells her not to. But she does anyway and gets knocked out. And then Warbird starts to... Rogue just doesn't just get knocked out. Like, Rogue gets thrown at Carol Danvers. And then Carol gets pissed off at her and kicks oh, her that's in right, the that's chest right. and yeah, knocks Rogue, her she out. Yeah, Rogue, she says, like, I told you to stay the fuck out of this fight. And she kicks Rogue so hard, she breaks her fucking rib. And Rogue's <laughs> on the ground uh, saying, I can't fucking breathe. Like, help. And so Carol's standing over Rogue saying, I, 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 like, I'm, I'm an idiot. I should never forgiven you. Like, this, this, this Carol, Carol's right. Uh, she's not as stupid as I was to forgive you. And so Warbur comes over saying, yes, yes. Let the hate be through you. Yes. And, you know, we're, we're skimming through most of this comic, but literally the most of this entire comic is them just whacking each other, yelling at each other, whacking each other, yelling at each other. You bitch, what should we do? Should we break them up? And then they're kicking kicking each other and then it's just so much of this is just them hitting each other <laughs> and then beast trying to break it up getting kicked rogue and, and, and a lot of the dialogue kicked. is quippy like oh i'm gonna stop you like it's not like, you fight like, like an amateur catch yeah. oh, yeah. but to be honest Thud. though this is kind of why i like this story because in especially like you know 15 years ago there are very few female comic characters that are just these brash I'm going to kick the shit out of you all the time kind of characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I find the that brawlers. to be... Yeah, the brawlers. like, And that's something that I think is like really lacking now because Carol isn't a brawler anymore. And I think that that's such a more unique character. Yes. Yeah, and, but when you have uh, two of the her just hitting each other for 10 minutes, I'm like, God, I'm so bored you, reading this. I mean, look at Death of Superman. Isn't like that last comic like all just whacking each other? With him versus Doomsday? 
Yeah. It is, but it's like, it's large-scale destruction. He's not quipping at him and getting quipped at back by Doomsday. <laughs> yeah, they always emphasize, uh, this fight, uh, one big problem is they don't emphasize the severity of the fight until, like, later on. Uh, that yeah, they, they, they feel like, it looks like two just, like, people just, like, beating yeah, each it's other. It's like a cat fight for half of it. Like, like Yeah, a or, like, two guys, like, two people arguing over, like, someone scratching someone's car and they're just, like, kicking each other in their front lawn. Like, it doesn't feel like superheroes fighting, which I know okay, part, of, part of it is the point. Because they're like, oh, we could do this without powers, too. But it just didn't feel yeah. enjoyable to read to me. I, I, I will back up Ryan, though. I, I do agree with Phil. It just feels like a, a very, like, a typical superhero fight. Uh, like, a, a, a no uh, consequence fight for, fight for most of it. Yeah. But, but I will back up Ryan because I think the twist uh, goes against what uh, you would expect this, this kind of situation to resolve. It's also, like, I, I thought this issue was fine. But to, like, Phil's point... Like, thinking about how we read the Claremont stuff before, where it's like, we need to use our powers in unique ways. Yeah, yeah. This is, there's, this is pretty mindless. It, it is. I I, I, yeah. I agree. Like, the structure of the fight is, like, what you expect a generic superior fight to be. So then, yeah. as Sly alluded to, the twist at the end is that the Warbird Carol starts saying that, well, I didn't want to kill you because I wanted to see if you were finally a Carol strong enough to, like man up and kill rogue because rogue sucks you know and she's been bouncing from universe to universe and she said and every time i get there carol and rogue are all buddies and i to kill rogue i have to also kill carol and she says so she's basically been going around and killing like dozens of carol danvers and rogues carol like turns on her has turned on this this point saying no i'm not gonna kill rogue and they start fighting again but she reveals like you came the closest like you were the most like willing to give into your hatred and, and do what needed to be done and but this again, it again, like makes the whole setup of this whole story so stupid. Where like Rogue finds her, beats her, puts her unconscious in the room. She wakes up saying, yeah. "Who am I?" And then also like, is there just like? I guess this is a this is how it goes in comics. Like, there's just an infinite amount of universes where everything's a little bit different, right? The, 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 yeah, pretty universe. much. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, that, that's pretty much that's pretty much the case. I, and I do agree with you. Like the, the the that's why I thought this would be interesting to cover, even if you don't find it interesting to read. Film, sorry. Do it uh, because. They're flawed, but I think they, they, they at least uh, illustrate Carol's character. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why I wanted to do these. So Carol beats Warbird. And, she uh, fights she, really dirty. She pulls her hair and then blasts the back of her head with a bunch of energy. And, and she, like, like, melts her, she, like, yeah. she basically, yeah, melts her face. Yeah, melts yeah. her face, and now she has, like, third degree burns. And she's like, please kill me. The Warbird's like, please kill me. And Carol's like, no, fuck you. And she flies off. <laughs> well, she doesn't say no, fuck you. She has an internal monologue where she's like, I was afraid, afraid that maybe I'd actually killed her. And suddenly I was afraid that maybe I hadn't and that maybe I shouldn't. Yeah, yeah you're right. Which I really yeah, like she, that. Yeah, while I still had the chance. Yeah, Carol has remorse. I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't say literally fuck you. She has remorse. <laughs> and she's like, she has a, she is like, fuck you while she's beating the shit out of her. But then when she sees her face all messed up, uh, she spares the young Warbird, uh, the, the other Warbird. Mm-hmm. And uh, she brings her to shield custody. And I really like this because then she goes back to Professor Xavier's and mention and like is around Rogue when Rogue's unconscious, like super, you know, her ribs are busted and everything. And, you know, she says, like, did I actually, like, forgive her? Was I pretending? You know, like, she's not sure where she lands on, like, does she actually forgive her? Does she hate Rogue? She, she says, like, uh, uh, Warbird didn't put her here at all. Like, she, Rogue was fighting against Warbird. I, I broke her ribs. I put her in here. Yeah. And she says, like, I was defending myself from her, but, like, uh, it doesn't make sense to me when I'm saying it out loud. And Beast comes to her and says, like, uh, get out. He says, Rogue will be fine in a few days, but right now I don't think you should be here. And she's like, Hank, Hank, I didn't. And he's like, Carol. I said I don't think you should be here. And, like, that's, to me, like, because normally, like, oh, the fight's over. But, like, no, the damage and the emotional character moment is still there. And Beast is like, no, you don't get to be next to Rogue right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she says, like, this used to, while she's flying away, Carol thinks, this used to be my my home, this used to be my friends. And, like, first of all, I find interesting this is inversion. Like, Carol was friends of the X-Men. 
Rogue joined, she was the outcast, and now she's the bad guy in the situation. Now, yeah. now she, she thought she let go of her petty grievances, but she didn't in the end, in the long run. And like now that's, that's alienated her from her, from her friends. Cause yeah. Her friends, her friends all forgave Rogue, but she never did, basically. Mm-hmm. And then and she, she says, she says yeah. like, I, I used to believe, I still believe, I try to believe that I'm a good person. And the last time I ran away, I went into space and stayed there for a while. And she finds the space that she's not like Yeah, this. she's like, it's so beautiful out there, so peaceful, it makes me want to scream. Part of what I love about outer space is there's nobody else out here. When you're that alone, you forget what makes you human. Yeah, space is beautiful, but it's also a means of running away, and I'm not going to run away from anything ever again. And she flies back to Earth. Yeah, and uh, you know, I agree with Phil on a lot of his faults, which is why, like, if you're just doing, like, pure, like, we're doing the best of the best comics in this show, I would not uh, recommend this comic, but I, th- yeah. I think it touches on interesting character work. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. And, I agree and also, uh, especially in the era of modern comics, I think Brian Reed does a lot with just two issues for this, where, like, yeah. Carol versus Alternate Universe Carol now would probably be, like, eight issues. <laughs> yeah, it definitely will be. And, like, I like that it's just quick, it's to the point, character moments done. I'm not saying, like, again, it's, like, I definitely just echo what Sly says, that it's not my favorite Carol Danvers story. But, like, I think it gets to the heart that, like, Brian Reed was pushing her character in new directions without forgetting where, you know, all the baggage that she brought with her. So, I think the issue is definitely really interesting. I do not like the plot twist because it feels like too much of a, like, a, a character twist to be like, I was evil all along. I've been killing Carols and rogues. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Also, like, very, I feel like that's still yeah. not Carol. Like, I really believe, like, in that if Warbird, like, came to this dimension, maybe if she was really mad at Rogue or something, maybe she'd try and kill her. And then yeah. the two of them could fight. And then maybe in Carol's anger, she accidentally, like, takes out Warbird or kills her. And that could be an interesting story. But, like, yeah. the super villain esque twist, especially when you're like, this is literally the same person. But yeah, now it, it, it's like they just went evil for because they were jumping around universes too much. Yeah, and to back up your point more, it also hurts the p- point I mentioned before that it's Carol arguing for past self because it fe- makes her feel even more distant from mm-hmm. the current Carol. Like you, you can't imagine current Carol being like, "I'm going to kill every rogue in every universe." Yeah, be- yeah. But one thing that I do think that I like about, and I agree with everything you're saying, but I do like that they explicitly mention like you are more like me than any other universe's Carol. Like, you have more of a dark past, more of that edge than the other ones. The other ones are more like traditional Marvel heroes. And I do find that to be an interesting, like, our Carol isn't the perfect Carol. Yeah, which, which again, like, I can... I, I could concede and be like, that's really cool if this Carol just wanted to kill Rogue rather than was a serial killer of Carol's yeah, and Rogue. That's very funny. Like, that's, it, that's almost, yeah. like, too cartoony for me. It, it would have been better if it was just she woke up in the universe and she can't forgive Rogue. Like, she sees yeah. Rogue, like, yeah. even yeah. though it's not her yeah. Rogue. I agree. I know, it, which just seems like what, what they were setting up for and they just jammed in a dumb twist. I think, it, I think it's to make it, like, really easier about that Carol really does have to take down this Carol because this is, like, the sociopath serial killer Carol, so it's like, yeah, you gotta see if you can kill her. Yeah, and then also I think at the end because they show uh, Carol like, please kill me, come back and kill me. Yeah. At the end for Burn Face, I think they were setting up to be a recurring villain at the at the end too. De- definitely, that's why I was thinking as soon as she got captured, I'm like, who is she come back as? She's coming back as something, someone yeah, probably. I've, I haven't followed up on that, but uh, yeah. Uh, I just, like I said, like I, I like these two issues, but I'm not super interested in the history of mm-hmm. this evil alternate. Like you, like you said, interesting. I like that it's not a cop out. That it's not like I'm Carol, but like I'm brainwashed. It's like I'm just you, but like I've just been killing people <laughs> for for what it's worth this uh miss marvel does not come back okay <laughs> you know. really yeah out of all the things i feel like where you have a you have a literal a, an evil carol danvers sitting here with all this power 
what do you do with there and nothing? That, that happens a lot of comics. You, you'll have a lot of like abandoned status quo. That you, you, like, um, I wish more could have been done with Genesis, for example, but uh, oh, like, yeah. that, gets, that gets dropped off. I mean, too. even though Brian Reed stayed on the book for like 50 issues, like he had a really long run. He just, I think he told the story he wanted to tell with her. Yeah, he, I think he left open for maybe other writers. That's like a common thing for some writers to do. Like, oh, yeah, but, to leave them. Ah, I, I, this is where I get into the point where I'm just like, just kill your characters. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, if another writer wants to use that character, have her just be like some bullshit happened. Also, it's just some random alternate universe, Carol. You could bring another one. It could happen easily. again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, generally, Stanley always did. Stanley fucking killed characters left and right. He, had, like I mentioned, he killed Ryan in an episode, uh, just because he kept saying "Hulk, fuck you" over and over again. Yeah. Uh, and they just feel like it was that was bullshit. He wasn't really dead. Like he still can do that. Yeah. So the reason why I want to do this comic, uh, in case Ryan, uh, 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 Phil, and Daryl are puzzled why this issue of all issues. It's because uh, uh, it gives some gravity to transition to Captain Marvel, and that's one of the problem I have with the modern comics. Uh, one possibility was to do Kelly to the comics front, but in that comic, literally the reason why she transitions to Captain Marvel is because Captain America is like, why don't you become Captain Marvel? No one's using that name anyway, and she's like, sure. And that's that's literally yeah, I just explained it. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that now that not for me, like that's that's like for a, a new reader who doesn't give a shit about continuity, that's fine. Uh, but for me, that not only weakens the Captain Marvel name, that it's just a name you can just pick up, who gives a fuck? Yeah. It also weakens the Miss Marvel name, because she became Miss Marvel again, because she felt like the name meant something and inspired people. And yeah. she just drops that, that name, a drop of a hat, because Captain Marvel, because like, it sounds cool to be Captain Marvel. Yeah. Like, that's why I want to do this event, because uh, Rick Remender... So yeah, we're talking about Rick Remender's Secret yeah. Avengers, issues 26 yeah. to 28. Yeah. Uh, the art's and, Renato Guedes. I really yeah, like and, the art in this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really good and Brady Britweiser and Matthew Wilson did the color. Yeah, I really like the color, and too, I think yeah. the color is actually what does it because everything is a very like light pastel tone, yeah. which is yeah. way different from comics. It's, it's a more in line with graphic novels, especially with the the amount of like cross hatching and uh, just dotting yeah. ink work that's done yes. throughout this. It really looks like a graphic novel. It's so distinct from. So much of the other, it could be we've just been reading a lot of like Marvel Carol. This is stuff. this mo- modern comics is more distinct artistically. It always is. Uh, yes. that's one thing I really love about modern. Uh, if you want to see just pretty art, modern comics definitely way to go. It's just my continuity buffness. I would I would love yes. to marry the two together, and that's yeah. why I love. That's why I kind of want to do this comic because Recommender is a continuity junkie. Yeah, he guys made his name on doing Uncanny X Force, which is like steeped in like lots of weird continuity. Uncanny uh, X Force. It's yeah. very good, but that's besides yeah. the point. I'm a big yeah. recommender fan. They they, they yeah. throw you right in with this too. They're like, all right, so flashback: Phoenix is killing all the X Men. Beast wakes up on a space station with Captain Britain, uh, Thor, <laughs> right. Valkyrie. So, the, so Philip is construing it. <laughs> Don't blame him. It's very confusing. Uh, Beast is, uh, Beast I just is... want to say I agreed with everything Phil said as a new reader. To this. So this like... is another event tie-in. All you really need to know is that the Phoenix is headed to Earth, and there's a team of Avengers that are going into space to see if they could. The stop Phoenix it. Force that like Phoenix gets right, like the yeah, like yeah. the the, the, the cosmic entity that's yes. just like energy or fire or something. Yeah, yeah. So it's a force of rebirth. It's like a force of destruction and rebirthing universe. Uh, so the thing is, um, what is? Uh, wait, sorry, sideline. What does the Phoenix do? That's rebirth. All it does is fly into planets and blow them up. I saw. Uh, it brought ex- the mutants back from genocide levels. The, the, so that's good. Well, spoilers, but that's what that's what that's what Avengers X Men is about. Avengers X because uh, there is there is a thing where a society is falling apart. The Phoenix will come and basically give a new life to certain a certain vegetation and stuff like that. Like there mm. is like a uh, recording some history. 
of that happening. The X-Men find them and they're like, maybe the X-Men were genocide at this point. The X-Men were like, maybe the Phoenix will come and save us. We're, we're fucking wiped out. There's only like a hundred, like 200 left of us at this point. We gotta, uh, have, we, have, we have to have some salvation. Maybe this is like God's way of saving us. That's the main thing is Cyclops put in a bunch of like fail safes and he's like, the Phoenix is gonna come. We're ready for it this time. It will save mutant kind. And the Avengers are like, no, it'll destroy the planet. Fuck you. And then yeah, they Avengers them. are like, we're gonna use uh, historic history that it blew up every planet so far, as Daryl said. Like, <laughs> uh, like, we're not gonna fuck and just have faith yeah. that's going to save us this time. So that's what Avengers X-Men is about. But this story is about a team uh, of Avengers trying to stop that event from happening. And it opens with Beast dreaming about when Fe- Jean Grey was presented by Phoenix. And in that dream, it's it's warped. In that dream, Phoenix kills the X-Men in this, in this universe. Mm-hmm. And he wakes up from this nightmare. And uh, they're all, the, uh, the Avengers are all getting ready uh, for this event. Beast is making the machine to like, contain the Phoenix. I love Thor when he's like this where he's Thor's just the, like, the best Thor's the best part of I, I was thinking of you when Thor comes in with his drink and he's like he's wanting Captain Britain to drink he's like har it is as you said they're they're awake with words. this is just college because it's like Daryl wakes up and he's like I'm, I'm sad and feels like get drunk yeah <laughs> yeah and then Beast is like it's a dire situation we have homework to do and then he says indeed it is so dire that drink is required and he's just like let's whatever we're about to die maybe yeah. so let's why party. spend our final moments vexed yeah tonight yeah. we Warriors drink. Yeah, and uh, uh, so Thor's best part is this, these three comics, by the way. Um, yes. uh, so and Thor's with Valkyrie, and they're both just hammered, and they have to convince <laughs> uh, they convince uh, Captain Britain to be hammered too. Uh, well, what Brand- I like about it is like it, they're not like just like just drunk. They're like the old like what you expect from like a Norse warrior who's like. Uh, I'm going to have a glorious battle, and if I die in that glorious battle, that's the best way I could die. Mm-hmm. And you, you, we fight to save people and keep. What does he say? So that a mother might kiss her children goodnight, so that life may continue un- uninterrupted. Like we are going to stop this thing, or we'll die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, uh, just to really explain, Captain Brindicus, because I think this is why I. What kind? I'm sorry, I'm gonna jerk off. <laughs> I can't help it. I feel like once every couple months we need an episode where Sly's just like, here's here's so many things. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, I read Captain Britain in the 2000s. Ryan read Captain Britain in the 80s. So Captain Britain is like a, a, he's not like, he's not really a Captain America. He is actually given powers by Merlin, so he has magical powers, and he like uh, his pa- his power is augmented by his bravery uh, or something like that. He's like the most Britain thing you could think of. Like the more brave he is, the more you mean powerful British he is. thing. <laughs> Most Britain thing. Yeah, he's yeah. like the most like England superhero in like ever. I was thinking that he he was basically like kind of like an analog to Green Lantern, where it's like the more courage I have, the stronger he, my shield gets. He is to Green Lantern like there's one Captain Britain in every universe, so like he's like part of like the the ca- the Captain Britain core that protects the multiverse. So he's yeah. very much like. It's that. so weird yeah, that just... he's named as Captain Britain though, when there's one in every universe. <laughs> Britain's the most center of the universe, obviously. Yeah. Uh, how does how does Captain Britain feel about Brexit? <laughs> I, was, I should make a comment. I wonder if this is a comment. I should check that out. But um, so uh, the thing I find interesting about this continuity is Captain Brin in the 2000s. He was uh, what you expect him to be, like being Captain Brin, like Captain America. He's heroic. He is like a leader. In the 80s, when Ryan read him, he was like an idiot, right? Thatcher. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, so that, that's why I find it interesting because uh, it feels like a lot of writers forgot he was an idiot originally. He's a Chris Claremont character, I believe. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was created by Chris Claremont. And the thing I find fascinating uh, is Remen tries to reconcile that because Brynn is very brash, and Beast says to him, "I was wondering when this act will end, this heroic act, and you would reveal real Captain Brynn." And it's like a question of whether he really is the act, the heroic Brynn he's pretending to be, or he's just a dumb idiot with, with, who got given powers willy nilly. 
uh, and used it to do dumb things like he was in the past. I think that's an interesting <laughs> way to meld uh, car- continuity with a character development. Oh, yeah. Yes. So they make a machine to capture the Phoenix, however that works, and they're like, let's go, and they all just jump out of the spaceship. They strap it to War Machine. I don't know why War Machine. Because okay. they need the power, uh, like a power source. Yeah, because okay. so it's a Phoenix power. cage or whatever. Ryan, you've and got so, to give War Machine some job. Otherwise, he's sitting on a spaceship the entire time. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 spent most of his issue doing nothing. Thor <laughs> fights Phoenix for a little bit. Uh, Phoenix. Oh, also, he doesn't have a part, but the guy who's dressed in white—that's uh, one of the Marvel boys. Oh yeah, Marvel boy. That's a Marvel boy. <laughs> that's uh, that's protector. The, he was yes. Captain Captain Marvel before uh, Carol Danvers. The last Captain Marvel. Yeah, wow. Carol Danvers. Marvel boy. Just, you know, so. <laughs> Uh, they are fighting Phoenix, and well, for, first while they're fighting Phoenix, um, <laughs> the the uh, the Kree, uh, they're on the Kree planet, and the Kree are setting up Captain Marvel's body for something as the Phoenix is coming. The original Captain Marvel, Marvel, yeah. Marvel. Yeah. Yes. War Machine has the Phoenix cage strapped to his back, but he gets zapped. His armor gets busted, so the the cage doesn't have power. And they're like, "Let's regroup and try this again." Captain Britain grabs it, says, "I'm gonna do it." And Thor gets. I'm gonna use my magical energy to power it. Yeah. He's like, like, "You can't do that. It's not made for that. It's not magic." (laughs) The rest of the team gets zapped. He flies in, gets zapped, and basically they pull back and they failed. They broke their. Phoenix Cage. Yeah, and the Phoenix uh, then flies out. Uh, Hala. Yeah, or as whatever. they're about to die, because uh, even Thor, as they're dying, he's like, "We stood tall against a terrible storm, and I died proudly at your sides." Then all of a sudden, the Phoenix turns around because we go back to that uh, Kree space station. They reveal the body of Marvel, and they're like, "Let's pray." And then the Phoenix just eats the space station, and on back on Hala, they're like, "Nice, they're, the the ascension is starting or something." Hala being the Kree homeworld. And so this is when Beast chews out kind of Brent because that War Machine is in, is in a fucking coma, basically. Like he, uh, he's paralyzed? I forget this. He's War not War in a coma. Machine, he's awake he, the next issue. The next yeah. event is Civil War II, and that's when he dies. So, like, RIP, I guess. Yeah, like, <laughs> War Machine like, is it's, 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 it's a character, uh, example of a character. Uh, uh, I love... I love uh, uh, so do Rogue, I, yeah. But the problem is... Um, that's the problem with Carol too now. It's not that writers want to write him. It's because he's in the movie, so people have to write him. So you just have him being tossed around to, from book to book, yeah. doing nothing in some instances. <laughs> so poor Rhodey, but he's just in a, he's just uh, crippled most of his story. Thor is injured, but, he's, but later on, I find that he's still capable of walking. But he's, well, he's, he's also like, a god, so they're like, he'll recover, like, no matter what happens. Yeah. So now the Phoenix Matrix is gone. Um, yeah, we, they, they land on the Kree planet, uh, and on the roof you have Carol Danvers and what's his name? Tector. Just call him Marvel Boy. The Marvel, Marvel Boy, Boy talking, Boy. and they're like, ah, I do love being on Hala. The Kree pride, you know, swells in my chest. Uh, humans are pretty bad, right? And they're like, yes. We must stop the Phoenix. No, we must ensure that nothing stops the Phoenix. Uh, we must kill humans. We must kill humans. And then, I'm glad to hear you say that, Carol. If we are to su- succeed, I'll need your help. If we are to succeed, we must kill the Avengers. Then Marvel <gasps> walks into this panel. Yeah, Marvel. W- w- yeah, Marvel. Where now? He, now he's wearing his, his like classic, iconic costume, the red and blue one. But it's now it's green and uh, white and Cree colors. Yeah, yeah. the Cree costume. Oh, That's pretty cool. No, what happened? And they just start making out. Uh, Marvel boys. <laughs> like, Miss Marvel and Marvel. Not like Marvel. Everyone. Marvel is crazy. Everybody. I, I Marvel love, is, it's so silly the panel because it's Marvel <laughs> kissing Miss Marvel as Protector is like on his knees bowing down to him. Hey, it happens. Just for man. context, Marvel boy was like uh, he he became Captain Marvel because he wanted to aspire to be like Captain Marvel mm. to live up to that name. That's why he was Captain Marvel temporarily. So to him, Captain Marvel is like an icon. So yeah. like yeah, he's, he's not, not it's just him. 
Ross drank himself. That's so funny. This panel is hilarious because out of context, you'd be like, what the fuck? It's just Marvel making out with Miss Marvel while Captain Marvel was praying. But if you know the characters, you know. Uh, I think it'd be Marvel Boy praying. Marvel Boy. Mar- <laughs> Marvel Boy. Uh, you mean Captain Marvel? Marvel. I would say Marvel Boy, uh, Miss Marvel had a uh, Marvel Boy and Captain Marvel had a thing. No, Miss Marvel, uh, when she was Carol Danvers before she had her powers, she did love uh, uh, Captain Marvel. She's in life for the first time, so uh, it makes sense. I completely I th- forgot about this because when I saw this panel, I was like, "Ew, isn't this like a father figure to you that you want to be like?" And I forgot that they had a thing. No, they she, she they did love each other at one point, and but you don't kiss your dad like that while your <laughs> little brother worships you. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 I, and, I, and I kind of like that. It's kind of abrupt. That, like, they just don't have to see each other. They start making out. Uh, even though it's kind of off-putting if you don't know the character. And it's, it's also a little off-putting because the very last thing with Captain Marvel is him dying next to his wife. And he's like, I love you forever. I'm so happy we got to meet. And here he is making out with like his high school fling. <laughs> but yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> a little disrespectful it's, there. It's weird, but also it's like obviously something's off because he's also he died being like, I'm glad I helped protect humanity. And then he wakes up being like, I should kill all humans. Yeah. yeah. And oh, yeah. we have this narration and he talks about... About um, how, how he died, and he, he, he talks about how he didn't, didn't miss life, and how it was very, and like uh, he, he remembers how Daniels mocked him from the afterlife, and how he died. They bust into the ship and beat the shit out of the Avengers, and by they I mean Carol Danvers, Marvel, and the, the Marvel Boy. folks, yeah. the Marvel family. Yeah. Uh, and the whole time, like Thor is like, "How dare you wear Captain Marvel's face?" And Captain Marvel's like, "I have Captain Marvel, but fuck you anyway." Yeah. <laughs> Even though you're my friend, you have chosen you, unwisely the form of your deception, dog. You will suffer <laughs> yeah. for this foul disrespect. Thor is so fucking awesome in this comic. I love Thor. Yeah. <laughs> It's just great most of the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Most of the time, again, I feel like it depends who writes him because clearly, um, this guy's really having a golden time with him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Much better this than Avengers two hundred. <laughs> yeah, that's. Really <laughs> Uh, so then we go back to the planet of Hala, and the Supreme Intelligence is on TV in front of everyone, and they're like, "Look, he has, he has come back to us, uh, Marvel, true son of Hala, and he is, you know, redeeming himself for his actions against the Kree, and the Kree Ascension is now." Blah blah blah. Phoenix is gonna come and eat us all, and we want to. And happen. everyone's like, "Yay, do it, yeah, eat me. do it, yeah, I want to burn." <laughs> and then you're like, "This is a weird planet." <laughs> so while that's happening, the Avengers try to evacuate. They do explain. They do explain though that the priests and top do believe that because uh, Beast compares them directly to the X Men, saying just like the X Men, they believe they're gonna come and save their situation yeah. because because the, the Kree are like uh, after we talked about. And the Kree died. The Kree like basically went to shit after Operation Galactic Storm, and I was trying to restore their honor. Like, yeah. uh, so this, and this is like their desperate attempt to do it. So then we have you know the rest of them in prison. The weak ones in prison, they supposed to kill the strong ones, but they slid out the side of the re- very last. Yeah, door door saved door saved them. Uh, or was it door? Yeah, they don't really yeah. show, but. Uh, then they Carol and Marvel make out again, and they're being watched <laughs> by this creepy man. <laughs> yeah. They at least bring up an interesting thing where Carol talks about how she listened to the voice tapes that Captain Marvel left in Death of Captain Marvel, where all the narration was the voice tapes he was leaving as he was dying. Yeah. Yes, and I did, did enjoy that. I'm like, this guy likes his continuity. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, where she listened to it, and it like haunted her, but now they're, they're finally back together. So they fly into the city. By they, I mean Thor beast and, and vision and vision he interrupts like the the brainwashing and he's like citizens you are about to die please yeah, run yeah. away and everyone's like oh shit i don't want to burn and they start yeah so so to <laughs> explain it briefly uh basically the, the marvel marvel's family were disgraced after marvel became a human lover and now marvel's descendants orchestrated this mind control device great names like to... minister marvel and marvel mind 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they, organize, they, organize, they organize this event to try to uh, redeem their family name by, but like, we'll be the ones to restore the Kree honor. Yeah. Uh, even though uh, Marvel, our our send our, our ancestor, ruined it, and Vision disrupts the microcontrol, and the, the Kree realizes on, on wow. some people, and yeah, and then. Then uh, Marvel shows up and he's like, "Nope, you can't do that." And then they fight. Thor fights Marvel. Marvel's stronger and wins. No, Marvel. Thor's actually kicking Marvel's ass, but Marvel uses his mega bands to block Thor's <laughs> lightning. Oh yeah. yeah. That's true. So then this scene I really like a lot because what happens is after Marvel beats Thor, he goes and he sees that all the people that were escaping, the Kree soldiers, had gunned down. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I died as all things must. There was peace, rest, reward for a life spent in service of others. I didn't miss life. As it shows him shocked as, like, his view zooms in on, like, kids and, like, older, like, you know, like, elderly people. Like, just regular civilians gunned down. And you can mm-hmm. see that something is wavering his, you know, dedication. Yeah. And also, just a quick uh, in the first issue was Beast narrating. Second issue, it was Marvel narrating. Now it's going to be Carol narrating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the third one... You have the weaker ones about to be executed by a Kree executioner, and uh, War, like War Machine wakes up and he's like, "What the fuck happened?" Wow, <laughs> and like, yeah, and he Kree starts planet. like quipping right away as he's about to get his head lopped off by Ronan. <laughs> yeah, is that Ronan? Uh, yeah, Ro- yeah. Uh, uh, no, I don't think it's Ronan. It just looks uh, like him. He really looks, looks like Ronan. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be him. <laughs> no, there, there, there's, there, there are there are characters that look like Ronan, like. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's like a that's like, like a he's like a it's like a like a Ronan rank. is Ronan is his name, but there are other accusers. Yeah, uh, the accuser, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, This yeah. is just teaching me. I think I hate all things Kree. Everyone's yes. in Marvel. Everyone that's not named Marvel is Ronan. The you could say the Kree suck. Like we, 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 Ryan never defended this. We said the Kree suck. Uh, uh, Kree are my favorite. Fuck you guys. <laughs> um, so as they're about to be executed, Marvel is like, oh shit, because Vision wakes him. His basically they beat up Thor and Vision and beast and as they're flying them away vision wakes up and he's like uh mind control over and they the three of them are like oh shit the phoenix is in the oh phoenix is gonna kill us that's bad yeah, <laughs> yeah they see it like in the sky like majora's mask like slowly approaching throughout yeah. the issue yeah. and they're like oh no this is not good if you don't know anything about x-men phoenix is like a giant firebird heading towards the planet yeah, I mean, yeah. if you don't know anything about, about x-men phoenix. to know that a phoenix is a giant firebird <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just if you don't know anything about <laughs> mythology, I, I forget things like that. It's not like a psychotic sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> and so uh, Marvel and them show up to the execution site, and they're like, they might they stop the mind washing of everyone, the brainwashing, and they're like, we have to evacuate this planet. Uh, and then we see watching on TV Marvel Mind and Marvel Minister, Minister Marvel <laughs> being like, ah, the plan, you know, didn't. I'm not sure people yeah, saw through it. One's, one's a father, the one's a son. The son's the one brainwashing everyone, and, and the he's father's got a like, big well, brain. It's like sticks yeah, out of his head. He's, yeah. he's mega mind. Like is that like Mister <laughs> yeah. Mind? Yeah. Mind. And so uh, they're like, "We'll redeem our family," like Sly said. And uh, the guy, the dad, is like, "And thanks for your help, son." And he kills him. Yeah, yeah this is dumb. this is this is a dumb scene because the you know, shot evil the dad is the dad kills the son. And he's like, "No one remember your name. Everyone remember me." And then, <laughs> but, but then, but then when the, the Avengers enter, the guy kills himself anyway. Too, like immediately, saying. he has a gun to his head. His dead son in front of him. I'm like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, yeah. "You'll never mark the mock the name Marvel." And he shoots himself in the head. And then the Phoenix is about to show up. The fleet, the Kree fleet, is trying to fight it and getting owned because it's Phoenix. Um, <laughs> And then the Avengers fly out to fight Phoenix again without the Phoenix cage. And yeah. the plan this time is Captain, uh, sorry, Miss Marvel slash Carol Danvers <laughs> is going to open up a white hole. She's going to tap into her powers from binary. From her which binary if you remember, powers. Phil, you remember white holes. I, I do remember. Yeah. And so 
they and then that's something I like about this because they try to show Miss Carol uh, is binary for the last time, basically. Yes. Uh. So she becomes binary again to use white hole powers to negate the mass of the Phoenix, so that Thor can open up a portal to throw it to dark matter fields on the edge of existence? Question mark. And, yep. Uh, okay. <laughs> Makes sense to me. <laughs> and then um, it starts to fail. Uh, Carol can't hold the Phoenix because Phoenix is. I can't control, control it. it. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> Captain Britain's like, "It's my turn." And he's like, I'm brave. And he flies in, starts to fight Phoenix by himself. And he, even though he does a good job, he's just there to be brave for a little because he's still losing. And then Marvel's yeah. like, you know, the Phoenix isn't going to stop until it's claimed its true objective, which is me, because I have its energy from that time I it ate the space station with my body on it or something. Well, yeah, yeah. So it, it revived him. Right. So he's living because of some Phoenix power. Right. Yeah, he has a Phoenix assignment that's keeping him alive. So he's like, I have to... Get I have to go. Uh, you've done enough, old boy, he says to Captain Britain. <laughs> Which I'm like, <laughs> fucking to the British guy, of course. And then uh, he, no, Carol says, he's everything I remembered and more. Not a moment's hesitation. Once he knew what it would take to save people, he gave it willingly. And he flies into the Phoenix. He's like, I didn't miss life. And the Phoenix grabs him and basically like zaps his power out of him. Yeah, life. yeah, just kills him. And it's not like a big dramatic fight. He just yeah. like goes in. The phoenix sucks, like kills him, and then flies away. But why does the phoenix yeah. rebirth things if it's like I need that back? Actually, I, I think the, the, the suggestion was that the Crete uh, scientists like stole it from. Yeah, uh, oh. yeah. that wasn't a willing giving of life. Okay, so phoenix <laughs> yeah. is like that's why he turned around right away. It's like nope, nope, nope. That's yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. It was supposed to pass through, but then they, they found out he took a part of me. Fuck you, and he came back to destroy fucking hell. <laughs> so Marvel floats away. And Carol keeps narrating, like, he was so brave, blah, blah, blah. His, yeah, she says, like... Yeah, his nobility yeah. and stuff. And yeah. the image of a lone man willing to sacrifice his opportunity for life for a world and people that forsook him, inspired by the very notion such nobility is possible. Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. The name will always define the best of us. Perhaps yeah. it should live on. A.K.A. This is why I'm going to take that name. As we see his body just on this, like, barren planet. Like, it looks like a moon. And then just plants start growing out of him as like yeah I don't, I don't keep... buy it. There's no other plants on this entire moon. <laughs> no, I think that, I think that's a, I think that's a suggestion that's because I told you phoenix can. Uh, yeah, he can't uh, see the phoenix. But even though it took all of its power, huh? I I, I think it's supposed to be like nice imagery, like yeah, um, I think it's yeah, supposed it to be yeah. Where's, like, where's yeah. the moisture coming from for these plants, huh? <laughs> it's phoenix. You can fucking. Is there walk, air man. on this moon, people? Yeah. Uh, a giant fire. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, if you landed in a desert, you could say the same thing. This planet can't have any plants. But you look at you could see the whole planet if you zoomed out. Yeah, it's zoomed it's out, all desert. You know? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Either way, it's. I think it's symbolism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it is too. I I can't I, I view it as because like his sacrifice brought new life. So like the phoenix using him to. Uh, his yeah, maybe there's a little bit of remnant of the phoenix energy in him. It's just like yeah. yeah. I I kind of didn't like this because like a lot of this really just felt like pandering and worshipping of Captain Marvel is like, he's so great, he's so noble, he's so heroic, and it's like, he was kind of just like every other superhero, it's just that he got cancer and died from it. I agree with you, Ryan, uh, Daryl. Uh, I agree with you, Ryan. First slip, I always agree with Ryan. No, uh, <laughs> that can't I, be right. I agree with you, Daryl. It, it is kind of like typical for like a, what a superhero story like this would be. Yeah. But I I want to do it because at least gives some gravitas to transfer of titles. At least tries yeah. to gives back brings back binary temporarily. Uh, Marvel comes back and they have the big planet about to be blown up. It's it's a very typical event, but I thought it was at least better than uh, what modern comics did, which was nothing. Yeah, it, I'm at the point now where I'm like, she just shouldn't be Captain Marvel, right? It's just like, just <laughs> just Captain Marvel's dead, whatever. I mean, other than yeah. licensing, I guess there's a reason. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but I just want I wanted to, I wanted to do this in the first issue, Captain uh, Marvel, when she's just like, uh, Miss Marvel's boring. I'll be <laughs> 
So like so, front thoughts on these issues because uh, these were very like weird choices, and I want to know what you guys thought. I liked them a lot, but I had already like these. I didn't even have to read them because I had both of these books already, and I've read them in the past. <laughs> So I, the Miss Marvel stuff I thought was the Civil War stuff. I'm like, it's okay. <clears throat> Wasn't very enthused by it. Did not like the Rogue stuff that much. I liked the Secret Avenger stuff, but I just like the style of it a lot. I like the characters a lot. Mm. The Marvel family stuff was fucking dumb, but uh, <laughs> I like, I, I've always liked the Phoenix Force stuff too. And uh, yeah, I like that. I would say the Phoenix stuff I liked the least. Like, I was really enthused by the arts and art in the beginning, but I just, like, you have to buy into, like, everyone's being brainwashed, and you're like, this is just kind of confusing. It's a very complicated. It's a, it's a fucking X-Men story, Crossing of the Avengers. Like, it's gonna... Uh, every time it's, like, X-Men adjacent, I'm like, I kind of like this for some reason. Carol <laughs> fighting herself had, like, it, there was it started promising, but I didn't like the way it concluded, and the very the first three issues with Aranita... I really liked that. I wanted to see more of that arc about her trying to raise this girl and trying to raise her kind of like as a Republican would raise someone during like a time of crisis where this person's like, I don't know if we should be killing these people. It's like, we have to though. Like this is, this is for the good of society. That stuff was fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't like Secret Ventures uh, then, Daryl? No, I, I didn't okay. care for this at all. This was kind of just like, because I felt like the only reason I was reading this was to see Captain Marvel again. And it's like, I don't care about him being like a cool character because I've never liked him. Mm. Mm. Which is, which is so fair. It's like when he comes back and then you have Protector worshipping him. I'm like, all right, let's that just. That was great. <laughs> Fuck you. <yeah. laughs> <laughs> like we mentioned a lot of times, the reason why most people like him is just because of the death of Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, Jim Starlin's writing on the character. Is yeah, like, I bought uh, into him from yeah. that point on, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that's uh, so that wraps up all the convoluted co- co- comics history. We're going to talk about modern comics next time, but we're not going to talk about Carol Danvers, unfortunately. Oh, but no, but it's Carol Danvers adjacent. Yeah. Uh, please end the Marvels. <laughs> so, so we were trying to have mercy on you guys. We're going to talk about a, why modern comics work. An example of a clean, I... like very uh, not super continuity heavy story that tells a very like one to issue one volume like plot and very efficiently. And it's actually what modern comics are the best at doing. I am excited to read this, actually, because this is the one character that when I saw like all like Marvel's lineup and everything, this is the one character I actually wanted to read on my own. So we are doing the first volume of G. Willow Wilson's Miss Marvel, and it is like the modern book in my opinion like it set up what modern comics are like <laughs> a yeah, lot of like what, what they wish to be yeah because like a lot of comics ape the style and it's yeah. not you know they don't do it nearly as well and this book like to me is is really emblematic of what comics should be right now so i'm very excited to talk about it so that will be in two weeks cool we're gonna look forward to our like actually like beginner friendly book to read Yes. <laughs> so, in the meantime, you should check out all the other shows at the Flying Machine Network at flyingmachine.network. I want to specifically mention Falling in Love Montage. They just did Heathers, a movie that I have not seen because I've never seen any movies. But I know that it's something they reference all the time leading up to it. So, I'm very, very excited that they finally covered it. And you should listen to it. It's great. And also on the flyingmachine.network website, you I have a music blog that comes out every month, so you should read that. I talked about Miles Davis this month. And uh, that's all I got. Do you guys have anything to plug? Try to avoid the bug joke. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. always, uh, always hi, f- Mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, Daryl's mom was listening to the podcast now. Hey, Daryl's yeah. mom. 
It's funny because she she subscribed and then she listened to Batman Cacophony with Phil Sly and Ryan. She said, "I'm going to unsubscribe after this." So maybe not. Hi, mom. (laughs) Why she liked it's because we were too vulgar. She liked that book too much, or what? She liked that book a lot, and so she said that you guys were so wrong. She wants to find a way to take money from you. Oh, interesting. Well, speaking of which, you should go to the Patreon dot com slash flying machine link in the show notes and back to patreon we don't talk about batman cacophony because that's a regular episode but we talk about a lot of things next month we have some more jimmy olsen stuff coming out and it'll be yeah. good it'll be real good it's a lot yeah of fun. if you ever want to know why jimmy olsen is making superman watch a sad movie and he's collecting his tears <laughs> the reason might astound you it's, <laughs> it, it will. is excellent it will, it will, it will astound you <laughs> It's because he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, it's because he's an asshole. But yeah, so check all that stuff out. Uh, thank okay. you for listening to Divisive Issues. I've been forcing my sad friends to drink lots of beer. I've been literally trying to get some gravitas to so this name change made purely for copyright reasons. <laughs> I've been warboard. And I've been worshipping as Joe comes back from the dead and kisses Sly. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in continuity. I give you the incredible flying machine!